This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. One, two, three, four, five! Oh, no! Oh, boy! Ah, here it comes! The motherfucking loud spark! That's right, you're listening to the almighty hot zone! What's up, everybody? Welcome to The Loud Spot. I'm your host, Sebastian Cosby, here in Oklahoma City, and I got a band from the future, because they're from Australia, The Molotov. You guys are freaking awesome. I, I love, I love the band. You guys are my very first, uh, you guys are popping my cherry for Australian bands. You know that, right? Oh, wow, awesome. Thank you, man. How long have you guys been <laughs> How long have you guys been a band for? Uh, we have been in this iteration for like eight years, yeah, a while. or maybe nine, nearly. Yeah, nearly. And before that, Dart had some other people playing, and it was slightly different. And then before that, he had it was like your solo stuff with a mate. Yeah, it was kind of like solo started as solo stuff. A friend sort of joined me, and then we sort of mucked around a bit and ended up with like a four piece that had um KT, Matt, and Stu in it. And then we sort of added Dan and sort of wanted to get a bit more progressive, a bit heavier and that. So we shuffled things around and um, Claire, Jaden, Paul joined. And um, yeah, Dan and I stayed and we, we basically, that's the band now. That's that's who the band is. So yeah, that was about eight, nine years ago nearly now. So uh, is is Jay the main lead singer? Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's me. Was that something when you first started the band, like you you had like a vision in your head scart of what you wanted, or did it just kind of come together? Um, it was more I think synchronicity. We sort of had a female singer, but I didn't we didn't want the same kind of singer. And when Jay arrived, she was completely different. She had like the clean range and everything, but she could also go all the way up to like full fury screaming and everything. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> you can't really you did you're like okay that's let's let's do this and yeah and Claire sort of sings as well so it's like she ended up on like bass and everything and it sort of all just like clicked together really quick it was like a like a, a really fast train wreck that sort of turned into exactly what you probably needed your entire life so as soon as it happened we're like oh wow so like yeah everything came together fast and sort of violent you know, yeah, I, and I just sort of started screaming more and more. Like, I'm yeah. just going to scream in this song. And Shane would be like, are you sure it fits? And I'd be like, no, it fits. Yeah, yeah. 
And I'd be like, oh, we don't want screaming. Oh, like that. Oh, yeah, no, do that. Yeah, okay, let's go. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. You so know, I'm screaming this bit too. And like, no, no, I'm going to sing normal now. I'm like, oh, okay, right. You know, you know what's funny is I saw your email. Uh, I think it was sent about a month ago, maybe or so. And I was going through, I had probably uh, 500 emails to go through. And I was kind of clicking through them as kind of fast, you know. And I think Scott sent it over because it was from your email account. And one thing that's so important that people need to realize that you did, that most people don't do, is when you're trying to grab somebody's attention, you, you like pretty much sent me like an EPK. Like you sent me your profiles, pictures of the band, music videos. I mean, your email was loud, bro. Like, it was a loud email, and it was good, and I played it, and my daughter was here, and she's like, I like that band. Then there was a couple of bad words, and I was like, get out of here. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but it's, it's you know, if you, if, you wanna, if you are trying to get someone's attention, you want to have a loud email, and you provided that, and I, I was like, just by the way you looked, I wanted to hear what it sounded like, you know? Oh, awesome. Yeah, that's all stuff. He does all that good work with uh, promo yeah. promotion and stuff. We, I'm kind of a hermit, and I hide and let him do the, the promotion. <laughs> I, 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 was, I was trying to fit your guys' style. Like a lot of bands, you can kind of hear like who they listen to, some of their influences. But with your band, I really couldn't figure out an influence because it's kind of all over the place, very unique. Yeah, yeah. Cool style. So, do you guys all listen to the same music, or is there different oh, influences? No. no. We all listen to like almost completely different music. Like, um, you you listen to like Doom. Uh, and, yeah, like I like Acid Bath and Hall and. I listen oh, to extreme metal. <laughs> I, I listen to extreme metal. Um, and also and also like 80s new wave. Um, yeah. I like 80s new wave. I like 80s yeah, new wave. Yeah. And I still listen to like all the, like everything from like old punk to like modern, like Gates got me into a lot more sort of like black metal, like Rotting Christ and all of that. Yeah, but, I got into it. Everything in between, old synth pop, um, rap, you know, pretty, you know, rap rock as well. So pretty much anything. And I think Dan's the same. And Paulie's, Paulie's sort of like grunge and rock and sort of metal. So genre wise, we all listen, we listen to a really wide range yeah. of stuff. But so we have that. Plus our age ranges go from like there's like a twenty five year range from like our youngest one to yeah. our oldest one, which is me. So <laughs> you've also got sort of like different perspectives and like I might do something and Claire go, no, nah, that's boring, man. And I'll be like, well, what do you want to do? Like do something else? And they're like, oh yeah, right, that's much better. So we're all vice versa, you know, like right. So um, you've got like a, a wide range of everything. Yeah. And also, yeah, I think like you've got male and females, you've got what you know age range, you've got genre range. So it's kind of diverse all the way through. I never thought about it before until you just mentioned, uh, I guess I've been told, other bands have mentioned this to me and it never really clicked, but I think age range in a band brings a lot of diversity uh, to the band because the younger people listen to different things than, you know, us older folk over here with me and Scart. (laughs) We're the the old folk over here. I'm the middle. What's I'm in my mid thirties now, so that's not that young. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I'm in my late thirties. I guess that's yeah. We're we're getting there. We're all getting there. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys are pushing um, the song "Break," right? Is that like kind of your first single? What first of all, when did this album come out? Well, it's a funny thing because it, we had a we had a launch all lined up, all ready to go, and then. Scott had to go and get in a coma yeah. and inconvenience us all. So 
I went into a coma right when we were supposed to launch the album. Oh, shit. How'd that happen? Well, um, I got caught some sort of virus over a space of weeks that apparently is about 90 to 95% close to COVID, but most coronaviruses are. Sort of a, so um, I caught uh, a virus and then about two days later went into a coma. And it was about five, six weeks till I got out of hospital. Took two weeks to come out of the coma. Had you know, um, delusions and insane psychosis and everything from the drugs and the coma and everything. But it's all gone now, I think. Um, so, yeah, had to, by the time that was done, I was in recovery and everything. We couldn't gut tour to Sydney or anywhere. So we couldn't do the launch gigs. We couldn't do the launch. And then, so we've done a bump to May, but then we had the COVID crisis. So yeah. we couldn't do our launch in May. So it's released. It's on all those, your Spotify's yeah. and all that. You can buy the actual CD from us. But it, we never had an official release. It's just out there. We're just like, yeah, um, we have an album. <laughs> <laughs> FYI, because you didn't know, <laughs> here it is. <laughs> that is so neat. Okay, I'm going to play Break right now, and then we're going to talk about it. This song is really fucking cool, man. All, I mean, this song is dope. So here we go right now. This song's called Break. We got the Molotov on the podcast tonight. Let's go. Break, 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 break
I mean, th dude, that song is probably one of the catchier, like, rock songs I've ever heard. The guitar riff in that is absolutely fantastic. Scar, were you holding that in? Like, did you make that up a long time ago? And I kind of held it into this song to fit it? Because it, it, oh, sounds, it, it sounds like a song you could have made, you know, like, and just kept it until it fits something really good. It's one of those ones that sort of come from, like, you know, when you, some songs you can sort of, like, do ahead of time yourself, but um, we were jamming that one that had the bass line was played, and the bass line sort of stays roughly the same all the way through, and it was inspiring different riff ideas, which is what happens. But, yeah, some of them you just you start playing and you just want to start bouncing up and down while you're playing it, so you go, well, that's probably one I need to keep. Like you sitting there going, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's like my next question. Metal. My next question was, do you guys rock out to your own music? Because, and you pretty much answered that. Because, how could you not rock out to your own song? <laughs> I get so sick of them because they get so stuck in my head. Like they don't leave. Like they're too catchy. They do my head in. <laughs> What, but what, they're super fun. They are super fun. And, I, you know, so when you guys are, who writes the lyrics? Did Jay, do you do all the lyric writing or is there like a collaborative with the band to come up so, with that? Well, Scott and I both wrote the lyrics for that one. He had like a rough outline and I went in and kind of was like, that doesn't make sense and changed, <laughs> changed the thought of it. Um, but then like there's some songs where he's written all of it and there's some songs where I've written all of it, but then he'll come in with a bit that he, like he's written or I'll come in with a bit that I've like we collaborate is the short answer. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's really important to do that. So when you were in your coma when you came out of your coma and had all these, you know, psychosis things, did you take that opportunity to re do do you reflect on that and help inspire new music? I, yeah, when you came out of your coma, is it, oh, inspired? Is it, are you inspired? Yeah, I'm like really inspired because I like had to stay home a fair bit. So um, I was like, I've got like lots of band ideas. I've also got a side project. We've got lots of ideas for that. Um, so it's kind of like it's like yeah, it's like unmedicated ADHD. And then when you come out, you've got to stay in one spot for a long time between like rehab and also COVID and all of that. You're like, okay, well I've got 97 songs in my head today, so I'm going to try and get half of that down. So, I want to I want to help him do a concept album about his coma demons. Yeah. Oh yeah, like I had massive hallucinations of seven levels of hell, people being like demonic aliens and trying to, you know, yeah, anyway, it doesn't matter. Wow. You hear it all on the album. Yeah, that's really interesting. Look, have you guys played any So you guys have been in band for quite a while? You guys are from Australia. Do you have, does your band ever travel outside of Australia like done tours, uh things Not like yet. that? Not yet. We want to. I don't know. We've been offered, we've been offered gigs, but it's usually like we can't afford to go, or one of us can't go to leave work, or um, we can't afford the ticket or something. But you know, we want to. Yeah, we've got. We're still like between. Um, yeah, you get invited and everything, but this year we were looking at a few things, and then COVID kicked in. But um, yeah, we as Jay said, we've all got like got different jobs. Our drummer Paul owns a, a studio, like owns the studio we're at now, Rock City. Yeah. Um, this is where we recorded the album, so he's got like anything's got to be teed up so that someone else can take over running the studio, any bands that need recording, all that, all needs to be synced up. So it gets complicated. Is it, how what is it like in Australia to be in? I guess you, I guess we consider you guys metal, um, not like dark metal, but just metal hard, metal hard rock. Is there a lot of good bands in Australia? Is there a lot of people to play with? There's a lot of awesome bands here. Yeah, like, it's a pretty big music scene. Yeah, it's really good. I love it. 
But I was... you don't have... There's not really a lot of bands that sound like us because yeah. there's not a lot of, like, crazy people, like, you know, <laughs> the, the whole five different, uh, five different completely different musical backgrounds and stuff make for a kind of a unique sound, I think. Yeah, um, it, it is. It, you know, is it hard also with five people in the band to all be able to come together to have band practice or, like, even to do this podcast it, with, five, with five different people, five different schedules? That must be kind of difficult to always get together. Yeah, it can be. It can be. We did pretty well um, up until uh, Dark got, got sick. We, we would jam every week um, pretty much without fail. Yeah. Um, and and that's good, but it is hard to get. It is a bit hard. It's like herding cats. Also, <laughs> that's saying, right? <laughs> but also, um, three, of, three of the band live in Brisbane and two of us live here on the Gold Coast and the rehearsal studio is here, so... They've got to also try and sync up getting from one city to another city. It's not a long way away, but it still means every, you know, they've got to put an extra hour or so aside each way. Yeah. So it's like that, you know, Claire had a child and everything. So she's got like, okay, well, we've got to work out. Are we bringing Bob with us? You know, is she going to a gig or is she like coming to the oh. rehearsal? Where is she going to sit? Her little earmuffs. When, oh yeah, we got earmuffs. We don't force them. <laughs> we don't just throw her in the mosh pit and go. Someone take care of her. Take care of this baby. When you <laughs> look here, look, when you guys play concerts, when you guys are in the middle of a show, in the middle of a show. Do you just go crazy? I can just imagine you guys going crazy on stage because I saw the music videos you guys had. It looks like you guys rock the fuck out when you guys are doing your damn thing. They do. I tend to stay pretty still on stage because I don't like. I'm not. I don't like being seen. So I just kind of stay still and I'm not thinking about what I'm actually doing with my my body. So they jump around and I stay still and I just tell myself to balance it out, you know. Dan ends up shirtless a lot and does plenty of like windmills. Yeah, he's got he's got really long hair, so he squishes that yeah. around a lot. When you're the lead singer, it's you know, and that's what you do. It's really kind of hard to move around a whole whole lot because you get. I would yeah. assume, especially when you're screaming, I would assume you probably get pretty winded easily yeah. unless you're used yeah, to it. It takes a lot of it takes a lot of air. Yeah, <laughs> so I just. I just focus on that. What's the biggest concert you guys ever played? I don't know. Um, I think we supported Mammal at the Zoo. That was um, that was fairly good. Although we've also on the last, I think last year, uh, yeah, yeah, near the end of last year, we played um, Wallop Loser. We were playing on the main stage, and we were pretty happy with that. It yeah, was it was good. pretty big. That was a good festival. We had like you know, full the place was full. Well, a lot of people going nuts afterwards. They were really happy with the, our sound and everything. So probably Wallapalooza, plus also Mammal at the Zoo in Brisbane. Do you guys have an action zoo? Yeah, no, it's a place called the Zoo. We weren't like playing zebras and shit. I would assume you guys have, like, just from me listening to you guys' songs, I mean, the sound is clean. It's produced well. Do you guys have, like, a super big following in Australia? Because like, I'm going to tell you guys right now, I, I haven't done it yet, I'll be honest, but I'm going to download your guys' music to put on my Apple Music because I like I just imagine myself driving my car just blaring break. Like, I just want to jam to that song all the time. So do you guys have, like, yeah. a big following in Australia? Like, a fan it's base? Pretty it's pretty decent. Yeah, it's pretty decent. I don't keep track of it. <laughs> Yeah. It's not bad. It, it depends on what's going on. Like we released, um, I think we've released about five, five or six clips now. So we put stuff out, and people are like, "Oh man, this is brilliant! It's good." But um, yeah, you should. Yeah, it's sort of um, 
because we're indie, we sort of like you've got to limit it. You're not sort of no one's pimping you. You've got to sort of like get yourself out there and let people know stuff's on and everything. So, um, but yeah, we do a gig and we get a good turnout. We get a good response from that. I want to talk about you guys being an indie band and staying indie and if how important that is to you guys. But before we do that, I do want to play Touch. What is this song about? Um, I, I wrote it the day after at band. Uh, we had a band practice on a Sunday and I was hungover from being out of the pub the night before and this dude... He, oh, he wouldn't he wouldn't take his hands off me, man. And I was like, I'm saying, don't touch me. And as he's touching me, he's going, I'm not touching you, doll. I'm not even touching you, doll. And so I was really just pissed off at him, and I wrote the song, don't, don't you fucking touch me. <laughs> oh, is it called Don't You Fucking Touch, or is it just called Touch? It's just called Touch, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Yeah, and it was, just, it was just me being fed up with, like the sort of this sort of free for all. Like if I walk into a room and dudes being like, "Yeah, I can put my hands on that," because it's like, "No, you fucking can't." Oh, shit on your grave. <laughs> you should be like. But the thing is, there's a lot of sexist pricks still in the world. Like, and everyone goes, "Oh, things are a lot better now." It's like, well, they awesome. must have been really shit before, mate. Because <laughs> there's still a lot of assholes out there that sort of don't understand boundaries. They don't understand anything. It's like this isn't this isn't someone you can just approach with. They, you don't have the right to. No one's doing it to you, so don't do it to other people. Does he, know, does, he know you wrote a whole, does he know you wrote a whole song about him? Pardon? Does he know that you does wrote... He know? Does he know you wrote no, a whole song about him? Probably not. I couldn't even tell you his name. <laughs> some Just some random guy that was talking to me. Nameless, faceless shit. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like, I'm not still mad about it. What, like, whatever. But it was, it was fun to write the song and channel it. It's so, a fun song. It made a good song. I'm not touching you. As he's <laughs> grabbing my thigh. So, oh, my God. I think the other good thing about it is we, like, we play at gigs and you get a lot of women come up and go, oh, my God, that's so... And you're like... Yeah, okay, well, yeah. that's good. They get exactly what it's about. It's not like a random thing that happened to one person. No. Right. Yeah. All right, let's, yeah. let's play Touch right now with the Molotov on the podcast. Here we go.
That song is so, the change-ups in that song are so unreal for the ideas that you have to do that in that song with the, you guys have like a melodic part, then all of a sudden it's like, don't you fucking touch me! Like, yeah. <laughs> is, is that Jay doing the screaming on that? Yeah. Holy fuck, you got a good voice for that. Thank you. Like, is that distorted? Is there any distortion on that? Or is that just like, I mean, I'm sure it's produced. Damn, you do have a, I would have been excited for her to be in my band. I'll, you know what? You should quit that band right now. Okay, yeah. I'm going to start, I'm going to start a band. I'm going to I'm going to start a band called, uh, The Molotov. And, <laughs> and you could be the singer of that band. How does that sound? I think it sounds like a great idea. That's what I think. How- well, I'm half American. I'm an American citizen, so I don't even have to get a visa. Once we're allowed to leave the country, I can just pop over anytime. See, works out. Works out fantastic. What is it? What is it like to stay an indie band? And is that important for you guys to be able to control what you do on your own schedule? And or do you guys want to get picked up by a management team or a record label? It depends on who the team was. If they were good and they weren't meddlers and they didn't meddle with that shit, then it would be great, you know? We don't like meddlers. No. <laughs> metal. Metal, yes. Metal, no. We like metalers, not meddlers. <laughs> I think what a lot of people don't realize that I've learned uh, doing a podcast and talking to different bands and management teams and, and some labels even when you're picked up by a label or management team, the band still has to produce the music and they still have to put themselves out there for the management yeah. team to be able to kind of take you under their wing. Like You have to keep on building yourselves for them to be able to do their jobs better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, the thing with like a lot of smaller labels are all they might promote you, they might do a few things, but... At the end of the day, they probably won't even pay for you to do your recording. They'll probably just say, okay, well, we'll sort of like, you know, market you and promote you and everything. So we've been doing it so long now that we sort of, we know how to promote it. We know how to sort of um, record ourselves. We know how we want the songs to sound. As I said, Paul owns Rock City. So this is where we recorded the entire album. Um, Ray and Cavay are mastered and, you know, mixed the entire thing for it. Um, and Ernie Oppenheimer did the mastering. But um, we sort of were able to control every single aspect of how we sounded down to like a millisecond of every single, you know, guitar sound, echoes, everything. So um, then we ended up doing our own promotion. So we've kind of like, so far we haven't needed one. Like if we wanted to go up a level, we'd probably say, okay, well, let's start listening or having a look around and seeing if we're interested. But at this point, there sort of hasn't been anything we haven't been able to do within the band. Yeah. How many albums have you guys put out so far? Like, with, with this complete band right here, how many albums? <laughs> Are you dropping stuff over there? Four fell off his stool. Oh, yeah, sorry. You want to know if Paul fell off his stool? <laughs> <laughs> um, this is, this is the, um, the only main album through this, this lineup. The other ones... Another we did, new singles, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we, did, um, we did a couple of singles. We did a cover of Zombie, which you can find on YouTube um, as well. So we did a few singles... Um, and the old lineup, there's some other albums before that, but this is the first main album. That, yeah. That's why it's got so many. It's like people sort of said, this oh, you've got seven. This is literally the best. We actually had it recorded and pretty much ready to go a few years ago, but then everything got lost. It was kind of like a lightning strike that took out everything. And then in hindsight, within a few, within just a month or so of recording this with all the new equipment, 
where after we like rehearsed everything again and practiced it and changed a lot of stuff, we were really thankful <laughs> for, for the lightning strike because we were like, now nah, this is more, we've got a much better idea yeah. of what we're doing now. Sounds so better this time around. We sometimes you never know. Bad, but you know, so. Sometimes you never know. Like sometimes something that is a negative winds up being a great thing. Yeah. Yeah. But the random chaos works in your favor. Yeah, you know, it, it really it really does. Does it take you guys a long time to write? Like, when you write your songs, what's the fastest song you've ever, the song was done? Like, have you ever written a song, like, in two hours and you were done? Yeah, Robot. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Touch we wrote that day. Touch was really quick. Um, Touch we wrote uh, that one day. And then um, Robot, we also, which is another song on there, we wrote that the same day. Yeah, right. that was Dan well, I mean, yeah, but we all, I wrote right. the lyrics the same it was our, That was, our, I think, our second uh, jam with the, with the new lineup. We sort of all went in there. I think it was about the second day. Dan brought one riff in, and I started playing something with it. And then Claire started playing, jamming another tune, and we started playing over the top of that. And then I had the lyrics, and like, then straight away. Jay sort of started singing the lyrics straight away. And um, well, I think we were singing Murdoch to start with, and then it no, became Robot. No, we were You were saying Robot, Robot, Murdoch, Robot. Ah, yeah, yeah. But that so, was too on the <laughs> yeah. We don't even want to mention that Murdoch. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so we didn't, we didn't want to mention him, so we sort of wait, went back to the same thing. But yeah, I, I think it was pretty much written within... Within the within one jam. Same with um Tyrant. Yeah. You gave me the music and I wrote that all the lyrics to that yeah. as like as quick as the song went. And yeah. I don't even do I don't even know. It's like I get possessed by something <laughs> and I'm like writing the lyrics like faster <laughs> than I can type. Like it's like a creative demon took her over and <laughs> went, aha, I've come from hell to one of you. I bet you guys have um, a lot of I bet you guys have a lot of fun uh, in the studio together. I can kind of see your chemistry. I bet you guys also have some wicked arguments sometimes. I could also I could also see that. No, does that ever happen? No, the worst the worst is when I crack the shit and I, I go nah, 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 and then I leave and then I come back and go, I'm sorry guys. That's yeah. the worst that's ever happened. But that's just because I have anxiety and I get all like, oh, I can't do it, I can't do it, you're a fuck, and I leave. And you know, then I come back and I'm like, okay, I can do it. Really. <laughs> I think I think about twenty minutes. By that time, Paul's usually knackered anyway, so he's like, oh, good. Okay, so we can have a break. <laughs> so we'll, we'll go out have war. I'm good, James. So, outside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, oh no, I'm good now. And we're like, okay, cool. So it's like, where's the cobwebs? And we go right, and then we kick back in. And <laughs> like, again, it's like you know, useful chaos. It's like it happens, and then you're like, okay, well we're all focused again, and we're back in. Nothing about anything creative. No. Um, occasional, we don't have the exact political alignment. Uh-huh. Like, I'll be 92 percent anarchist, and she'll be 93 percent anarchist, and. <laughs> It'll still like, I'll be zero, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so, <laughs> and then you should like, zero. you'll have like a 30 second sort of like, you know, difference of opinion. And then you'll be like, oh, yeah, but we both think these guys like that awesome. So, like, yeah. Okay, well, let's okay yeah, let's move on. You know, Jade, Jade has the perfect excuse, though. She could literally go and scream in your guys' face and then be like, oh, I'm just practicing a new song I'm writing. That is a new song. It's called Fuck You All. It's called Fuck You All, I quit the band. And she's. It's a five minute song. And and you can just scream at them for five minutes straight and be like, so what do you guys think? (laughs) You you let it out, then you ask what they think. I just say, yeah, it's a good song, but it needs a bit more bass. (laughs) What else? You know, I've never been to Australia. I think it'd be a really neat place to go. And when I go, one day, I'm going to hit you guys up and uh, 
when COVID's over and we're going to go grab some, some brews somewhere. I think that sounds like a really fun time. Yeah. 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 We'll do that. We're friendly. We're approachable. <laughs> are you guys working on some new? Are you guys working on new material already? Since you couldn't really tour with this or play concerts with this, uh, this, this, these songs that we're playing right now, are you guys already working on future songs, or are you kind of just waiting to be able to promote this more for when you guys are allowed to play concerts? Is Australia completely shut down as far as concerts? I mean, what's going on there? Yeah, yeah. Shut down completely, pretty much. It's only just starting to open up again to like. So are you so are you waiting to for are you waiting for new material to write or are you guys already like back in the studio or back at band practice saying we gotta we gotta come up with something new again? We're not back yet, but we were gonna start start up again this week, but that fell through. Yeah. Um so. Scar's always writing stuff. I'm I'm writing I write a lot, but I don't I haven't been writing for this band. I'm just writing stuff at my in my in my own little hermit zone, like um but it's like there's so many song potentials that it's more a process of elimination than a process of trying to find like something to record, like something to work on. So it's like when we start, we, we've already got what like 20 other ideas, and then we'll have to, to chip away and discard the, the worst ones. Yeah, it's a case of jam, like we bring tunes in and sort of like probably put up five or six and say, you know, which of these do we want to have a look at? We all sort of like go, oh yeah, that one, let's start on that one. It sounds so simple, we can kick off that one. We'll bring it in, start playing it, Paulie will start drumming, or we'll just look at it and not drum, and we know they don't want to do it. Um, so basically, I can only imagine with five different people in the band that there's ideas coming left and right from from every from everybody has their own creative input, you know? So I can only imagine yeah. it's pretty easy to come up with new ideas all the time. Yeah, yeah. It, it is. yeah, it's more a case of coming up with, well, trying to put them all in one spot and turn them into songs and what fits. And... That's awesome. Echo Chamber. What is Echo Chamber about? Because that is a pretty cool name, I think. Um, it's about, I think everyone should get to, should, as they mature, should stop and look at their ideas and ask themselves, do I have these ideas because all my friends do and I've just gone along with it? Or do I, have I actually reasoned out these ideas myself? Have I thought them through? Are they based on my like reason and logic or am I just going along with the crowd? And it's just about, you know, screw echo chambers. I think they're dangerous. I think they're, I don't like them and yeah. <laughs> We're gonna I, smash the walls down with the echo chamber, I, man. <laughs> I think it's neat that you guys have reasons for your songs. Sometimes I ask a band, so what does this song mean? They're like, yeah, bro, it's a song. I'm like, what's it about? <laughs> you know, bro, it's a song. I'm like, and sometimes it doesn't mean anything. You know, it's, it's just it's just yeah. words that someone just put together. Like when I write songs, uh, they're and I'm not great at it by any means, but they're not, they're not very, uh, I guess I don't really think them through as much. I just kind of lie and make up shit like I had a hard life when I didn't. So, but it makes, yeah. makes for a good song. Let's play, let's play Echo Chamber right now. Let's go. This is Echo Chamber, go. the Molotov. Echo
of your, every single song that you guys have, literally, I think you are probably my new favorite band right now. Yay! I, I love, you know, and it's like when I hear the bands, when I hear you guys' songs, I listen to so much music that I only play like 30 to 40 seconds of a song, 45 seconds to see if I like it. Because I get so many, yeah. it's hard to go through. So I haven't really heard all of your songs all the way through. You guys really are good, and I'm definitely going to download um, your guys' album to play it. Definitely fan- oh. fantastic band. Everyone needs to hear you guys. You guys just rock. Okay, Jade, what is it like to be a female vocalist in a metal band in Australia? I think it's pretty great. Uh, I try not to think about, you know, um, being female. <laughs> um, the funniest thing is when people say, oh, you can scream really good for a girl. And I'm like, oh, for a girl. It's that for a girl that gets me. Because I'm like, can't oh, you just leave it that I scream good? Like, just have for a girl. Like, but other than that, like, all the other bands, everyone's really chill. Like, no one's given me a lot of – no one's given us any shit or any, like – pressure to do anything sometimes you feel like oh if i was only you know i want to fit into this stereotype about but then i just think don't think about that who cares it doesn't matter i guess my question would probably more based on not really negative but more positive as far as other women coming up to you and maybe inspiring them to write music or become a a singer themselves because they see you doing it and maybe it empowers them a little bit Yes, that's the, that's the best bit. Yeah, um, thank you for putting me onto the positive side. That is the best, that's the best bit. Um, yeah, I often get a lot of women being like, "Oh wow, thank you so." They thank me for like seeing touch, or they'll they'll be like, "I didn't know that." Uh, you know, it's what you said. They they they. I like it. I really like that. I like showing other women that you can you can scream, you can do it. Like it's not a guy's thing. You you don't. Having boobs doesn't interfere. It's a vocal cord thing. It's not a boobs thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think that's. I think that's really. I think. I bet. I bet a lot of young, uh, especially when you play concerts, probably teenagers. They probably look up to you. You know, the girls probably look up to you and thinking. You know, they see you on stage, and it's so cool to have a more. I think there's more of a. There's a lot more women vocalists now getting into uh, punk rock and metal, and I think it sounds yeah. super. I think it sounds super great. And that's great that you're inspiring other young musicians to be able to step up and do that. Yeah, yeah, we love it. Although, if I, it, although I now I might start another different band with Scart, and our song's going to be called "You Should Fucking Touch Me" because <laughs> because we're guys. <laughs> you should fucking touch me. <laughs> Please touch me. <laughs> so you guys have an eight minute. At, when I first heard this song, I was like, oh, geez, it's fucking eight minutes long. God damn it. What <laughs> the fuck so is wrong weird. with these guys? But you can't, you know, listen to, and I did, I did hear all of this song. I did hear all of this song. And it's like you almost can't take anything out of the song. Like sometimes, sometimes you write a song and it just flows. Yeah. Yeah. And is that what yeah, happened with like- this? I think it maybe this should be some part we can sort of pull back because it's getting, it's like it's long. It's like once you do your intro, but then we kind of like realize it, it doesn't flow if you remove any part. It's got so many movements in it that it just, you can't do it. That's yeah. the rest, baby. That's <laughs> Luna. That's the baby talking over there. That's our, that's our little uh, mascot, Luna. She's, yeah. She thinks we, it's speed time. <laughs> were you guys, were you worried about, were you guys, 
when you guys were writing this song and realized it was like, you know, three, four minutes long, and then all of a sudden you hit five minutes, were you like, shit, how are we going to end this song? You just kind of let it keep on going till the end. I don't, think, I don't think we realized how long it was until we recorded it. No, no we definitely didn't. And also, most of my favorite songs are between like nine and 15 minutes. So it's, like, it's on the short side. Hey, but no, we, we just let it go. We didn't. Claire's right. We didn't realize how long it was until we recorded it. Claire, we played it live a fair bit, and it's just you don't realize because people are sitting there like you've got your sort of almost like Pink Floyd acoustic sort of stuff. Then it all kicks in, and everyone's nodding along, and then they're swaying, and then you go back into the chorus, and then it all changes up, and then goes into the breakdown, and then all that changes. Yeah. So it's sort of. Huh? Yeah, I'll hear it. Oh, yeah. Do I yell here? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Claire, the song before we play it, I do want to ask Claire the same question I asked Jade earlier about inspiration from from the audience, maybe reaching out to you for being in a band and maybe inspiring other musicians. Does that happen with you as well? Uh, yeah, I guess like Kim Hoffi. She's that. a really good bassist. <laughs> so they come up to her and they say, yeah. you are really good at bass. Yes, yeah, so she's like, oh, you're so cool. Bass is yeah. good job. Have you been playing? Yeah, how, long, how long have you been playing bass for? Pretty much when I joined the Molotov. <laughs> oh, really? Did they, they're like, you go yeah. buy a bass and be in the band. I played guitar before that. I played guitar a bit before that. Okay, so it's kind of <laughs> easy to pick up bass, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, Jada, were you in any other bands before you were in Molotov? Were you... Um, I really, uh, I've been in a couple, none, none that I love this much. Um, I bluffed my way into my first one when I was like 15 and the dudes were like 30 and I was like, yeah, I play instruments and I play and I just kind of lied my way into it. Um, so that was one. And then I, I actually released a couple songs as a teenager onto like, ra- like not big radio here, but I had a couple like songs on the radio. And here, That's but, cool. Like, I, yeah, I haven't. This is my first true love band. Yeah, and I could I, I could just imagine Scarts probably been writing music for a long. You probably had all. Have you had like all kinds of different projects in the past? Yeah, you write a lot of music. Uh, yeah. <laughs> As I said, like a, it's a kind of a, an ADHD redhead thing. So like I play, I write stuff all the time. We got like a side uh, project called Enemies of Rome, and um, Jade and Claire are kind of doing bits of stuff for that as well, and cool. a lot of drummers and that. So I write for that, but I also write for this one. Um, and sometimes it'll be like, you know, three, I'll put three songs a day up and go, what do you think? The guys think of these? And they're like, um, well, you wear out somewhere. We can't listen right now. I'm just like, <laughs> we haven't listened to the other nine from last week. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> when you get to it, they like, put a block at the time aside, take some time off work. Um, so yeah, I sort of like, but yeah, it's good. It's good now that I can sort of write. I've got an idea of like, you know, the variation, like Jade's variation, um, Claire's variation. The idea of how she'll play bass and everything, so I can just write something really basic and know that it'll sound nothing like what she's going to play. I'll show myself, and she'll go, "Yeah, that's nice," and play something totally different. I'll go, "Oh no, no, oh no, wait, no, that's much better." Yeah, and she'll go, "Yeah, just get on the guitar with it." That is <laughs> so. Um, so yeah, it's good cool. writing something, knowing it's going to evolve as soon as the minute you bring it in. Yeah, absolutely. You guys really rock. Rising Tide is your epic eight-minute song, and so. But I want everyone to listen to this song. This song, it's eight minutes long, but it doesn't feel like it's eight minutes long because it's entertaining to listen to. So, which yeah. de- which definitely helps an epic metal song. <laughs> Here's Rising Tide right now with the Molotov. Check it out.
That was Rising Tide by the Molotovs. Such a great song. I mean, literally every song you guys write that I that we played tonight just sounds like it's ready to be big time everywhere, millions of fans, amphitheaters worldwide. That's I mean you can only hope. <laughs> Yeah, and I can only hope too. And I you know I'm looking forward to new stuff that you guys put out because I find your music very fascinating and very unique. If if there, where can people find your music? Your do you guys have a website? Um, what do you guys have YouTube wise? All that stuff. Okay, well, if they want to go straight to our main website, they should be able to find everything else from there. That's um, www.themolotovband.com. Um, if you also if you go on Spotify and search the Molotov Resistentia, which is R E S I S T E N T I A. Um, you can find us on there. You can also find us if you search on Instagram and everything. But um, also Bandcamp, if you sort of don't want to do streaming all the time, you go on Bandcamp, you can download the entire album with one hit. Um, so, yeah. And on your website, do you have merch as well? You can get shirts through us, but your best bet is to message us on Facebook because most of our stuff is um, we keep it here at Rock City now. We've got you know, like the new album, uh, like the vinyl and everything. It's got all the foil trimmings and everything like that that comes with free CD. So we're doing merch packs where you can get the the um the just the vinyl, the t-shirt, the stickers, all of that stuff for like fifty bucks Australian. So like that's one hit, you get everything in sort of one go. Um, the only thing is I'm not sure how postage is working. Yeah. Uh, 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 postage is about yeah, postage is postage and handling to America or anywhere is, is yeah, whatever it is standard. Gets, yeah, it probably gets a little bit pricey. What bands, do you, do you know, how many local bands do you guys know that you enjoyed either playing concerts with or know personally that you would like to give a shout out to on the podcast right now? A lot, and I'm going to forget some because... <laughs> <laughs> um, I like Smoky Martha. Smoky yeah. Martha, they're great. That's yeah, a female Francis. The Automaton, oh, uh, yeah, also cool. female Francis, like really cool prog stuff. Um, then I love the, the like, Asriel, which are metal, yeah, metal dudes. Also, they're, they're cool. um, also, another metal band, um, uh, the Black Swamp. They're, Black pretty, Swamp. they're great. They've got some Luke and... Um, but, um, yeah, there's also um, what, Rhino, um, which is uh, also... Um, what's her name? Pauline, what's that other? Baltimore Gun Club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Baltimore, Gun Baltimore Gun Club. Baltimore Gun Club are really good. That's a cool name also. They're, they're more like grungy. Uh, yeah. I want to ask you guys one last question. What what is what is the weather like? Is it like always warm there? Yes. Yeah, we like, live in Queensland, which is no, more northern state, um, and it's disgusting here. I'm not from here. I'm from further <laughs> down. Um, if you can imagine being in like the third level of hell where you melt forever. <laughs> That's what it's like. We sort of like, if you go on a stage, you can come out of a, a completely, you know, you've got your green room or your blue room where they're like, they've got the air con on, it's chill. You walk on stage and three seconds later, you look like otters that have just yes. came out of the freaking lake. Yes. And you're just covered in sweat and you're just like, well, this is me now, isn't it? Forever and ever. So you just play from there. You get used to it after a while. But I am forever sweating into my own eyes. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I call it a, I'm, I become a swamp monster because sort of what it, it's classified as subtropical where we, yeah. we are. So like it, in winter, it doesn't get below eight degrees Celsius. No. Wow. Look, thank you guys so much for being on the podcast. The Molotov, I want everyone to check them out. Really, their music is kick ass fucking awesome. 
fuck everything. This <laughs> is so fucking good. It's so, it's, absolutely. I don't want you guys to go anywhere just yet, but I do want to thank all of our listeners. I want to thank all the bands that send us the music. I want to thank everyone who does interviews with us. And I want to thank all of our subscribers and everybody just, this has been such a great, great, great experience with the Molotov. Check them out. Good night, everybody. And we'll talk to you soon. achieve the American dream. The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would I shop? Would I shop? Would you kill? Yes. <laughs> My mom and dad. My mom and my dad. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, the Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.